Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour. A forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. Yes, indeed. We're back at it. Always welcoming your real estate-related questions by phone and by text. Before we say hi to Chris and Andy and uh, his, their guests, 651-989-9226 is the number. Or if you want to send your real estate questions via text, 81807. Morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, we are in the midst of the Parade of Homes. Yes. How has that been going? We oh. are. Mr. Prasky works that every week, uh, don't you? <laughs> no kidding. Work is You go between what, four or five of them? Five. Yeah. yeah. We're, well, you know, but the thing was, is even with the cold last weekend, we had fantastic traffic counts. So lots of people coming to visit us is basically what I'm saying. That's good. So, you know, um, a couple of the price points that were a little higher, like last weekend, those that listened, we had that sport court, movie theater, big, you know, number 145 in the parade. That house, we were having, you know, 40-plus groups of people, at, you know, a day coming through there. So that's a pretty big traffic count for that area. Um, but, you know, I, I think you got more window shoppers in that price point. Yeah. And then up in our northern stuff, we were getting, you know, anywhere from, you know, 6 to 12 groups a day. Which is more normal. But you, you think about that when you say you got window shoppers. I, that's what I tell people. I say, you know what? If you've got a house, let's just say it's under $400,000, you are going to look at the six to 700000 mm-hmm. and you can just add a little sprinkle of what those have into your own place. Yeah. I always say give it a dose of 2019. Right. You know, because then that what, that's what people – I mean, obviously new construction is fantastic right. and awesome. and right. You get exactly what you want. You pick out what you want. Um, but you can kind of sometimes – not fool them, but right. kind of give them that little, hey, that new backsplash that has right. it. And that's a yep. 2019 look, and it just makes them think that it's a little Well, it's kind of like you, you go in to get your oil changed at the car dealership, right? And they say, hey, why don't you take the brand new one out for a little spin? And you come back, and you're like, darn it. You know, it's like looking at the new house. You walk <laughs> yeah. through that new house, and you get so many darn ideas. And then, well, I guess I do need the heated, you know, steering wheel and the heated seats because that was nice. And same thing with new construction. There's so many uh, energy efficiencies that are there now that weren't there a few years ago. There is the the different technologies and the smart homes and the just so many neat things that you can enhance your experience in your own house with that I think are worth exploring. That that's why we have the success we do with the parade. Yeah. And outside of you know the parade of homes, oh, how about you as individual real estate agents? How was your week? Any changes? <laughs> <laughs> Did we work this week? No. Yeah, actually, it's gone. Probably took you we're a couple days to kick your grumpy spell you were on last week. Jeez. 
<clears throat> Just because I don't listen to him when he's talking. <laughs> he gets upset about that. I was going to tell everyone that they better be ready for him today. He looks what? like he's he's spiced up today. So it should be an interesting interesting show. And it is going to be an interesting show because we got uh, mm. John Lopez, uh, Remax Advantage Plus. We're going to talk. There's Hennepin County puts on uh, its program, Community Action Partnerships. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, and John's actually, um, uh, what a do teacher. we call that, dual language? He's, he can speak fluent. Uh, bilingual. bilingual. That's the word, bilingual. He, he Bilingual and uh, get to do a whole seminar in Spanish. Yep. Right? I think he teaches both English and Spanish, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're going to have him on, Travis Whitford, Mr. Whitford, Mr. Mortgage. And what is that website again? TravisMNLoans.com. Yep. TravisMNLoans.com. And uh, he's here today, too. And we're going to kind of get into some of that uh, First time, because that's what the, the program's about that John's going to be doing, and some first time home buyer uh, things, which is that market is is crazy. It, well, we're, yeah. we're looking with people, and I mean, it's multiple, multiple offers, and almost everyone is doing the old, hey, we'll put it on on Thursday or Friday, and yeah. we won't talk to anyone until Monday. And, uh, you know, which it's just really frustrating for buyers, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, well, Travis, what do you think right now um, with all the people you work with? I mean, you know, your first time buyers or even your buyers that are in that, you know, entry level pricing. How many offers do you think you're seeing your average loan have to go for before they actually get a deal done? You mean how many offers? That yeah. How many offers in? do you think they have to write? I would say on average right now, it's about three or four. Okay. But. Um, That's fair. Yeah. But, but. You know, in the extreme cases, I mean, I've gotten double digits multiple times. You know, yeah. but I haven't ha- I haven't seen double digits yet this year. But mm-hmm. do you think you it's know, more about hey, it's just it's a matter of the numbers, or is it because that buyer starts getting to a point like you know what, forget it, now I'm going for yeah. it. You know, at the beginning, it's kind of like oh, I don't want to do that, and I don't want to go that high, and then all of a sudden, it gets to a point well, yeah, I- I'm going to get one now. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah frustration sometimes set in, and they you know I don't wouldn't necessarily say it's desperation, but they're just like let's just put our best foot forward right. and 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 get it. Well, when you see those first-time buyers come in there and they say, "Okay, the house is one fifty. Let's offer one thirty. they think they can negotiate. And the problem is, is that there's people coming in at one seventy-five sometimes on those same houses. So you unfortunately have to learn a lesson by touching the stove, kind of that it's hot and it's the market's moving faster. And that after you, like you said, you get fatigued after a while, and you say, "Listen, if I want a house in this price range that can keep a low payment with interest rates as low as they are." To secure that for 30 years, I, I got to maybe pay a couple thousand more, but my payment's low for 30 years and worth every penny. So, yeah. And a lot of times people, they get they get so, you know, they get a price in their head and they're just kind of like tunnel vision on a price, but they don't really realize that, you know, maybe $3,000 extra mm-hmm. might only amount to like 15 bucks a month in your payment. So it's like. You know, at the grand scheme of things, it's... Well, and that's, you know, and and how many people actually ever, when they're a first house, live there forever and pay off that? I mean, it used to happen, but nowadays a lot of times people are there for 10 years and they move anyway. So you never pay off that house. So who cares if you're just paying the interest on a couple thousand dollars more on the big picture spread out over, you know, that amortization of 30 years? It it really, in hindsight, is is silly when you miss a house for three grand. Right. Yeah, exactly. So John, uh, John Lopez, Remax Advantage Plus, um, so this community action partnerships in this class that you're teaching is are you, do you guys go over things like that kind of? Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Get, I mean, it, it, we run the whole gamut of you know from the conception of uh, of, of purchasing a home, you know, to um, you know getting you know what are the qualifications, what is the you know mm-hmm. renting versus owning, um, you know, is debt a factor, and how can I fix you know that that part of of uh, of getting the qualifications. 
um, you know, income and, and uh, saving savings and that. So you can, you know, get to the point where, you know, you're going through the, the mortgage application process and you're not going to have any bumps in the road. And, you know, and then you can get to the fun stuff where you're, where you're shopping for a home and, and, you know, going through the contingencies, the home inspection, um, you know, some, uh, some, um, just some ways to, to beat the market, you know, some strategies to be able to, to compete in this, in this market right now. And then all the way up to, you know, closing and what, you know, the, all the documents are involved. So John, your students, do you think they really realize like what they're getting into, what kind of a market it is before they even take your class or. I mean, I think a lot of people <laughs> definitely know and, you know, and in here through the grapevine, I mean, what's going on. Um, but they might not really necessarily understand how that works, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I'm there for, obviously, is to say, you know, all right, there's, these are some of the ways that you can beat this market. You know, it's not always necessarily um, about the money, although most right. of the times it is. But you know, uh, a lot of sellers are motivated by different things, right? So, yeah. um, you know, whether you're doing contingencies or, or or final statements, and you know, from the lender and things like that. Well, I think I think too that. Uh, Ultimately, what sellers want is it to be closed. And I think yeah. there is a lot of little hiccups in the road that can stop that from happening. So people doing multiple offers and going crazy over the price and then kind of leveraging it on, hey, it has to appraise for at least that price. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are some of the things that people don't really you know, see is that, you know, when you're going through that process, I mean, it, you know, when I have a seller, I might tell them to potentially go for something that is going to be a for sure bet instead of going for the, you know, the highest bid. Right. You know, so that you don't have those. Well, and John, you work in all price ranges. So you're not just entry level stuff. I've seen you do executive level stuff too. So Mm -hmm. as, as you teach this class, I'm sure there's almost like, you know, buying your second home or buying an executive level home. These, these classes could be level two, three, and four. Yeah. This is, this is for anybody. I mean, you know, this organization obviously helps more of that, you know, um, uh, um, you know, income um, kind of barriers and, and, and things like that, um, you know, to, to help with people that are uh, in, in lower income, um, you know, pieces of, of uh, um, I'm sorry. The market. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the, the market, yeah. You know, there's but, a segment but, that, you know, there's yeah. also people that are first-time home buyers that, you know, have good good jobs or entry-level jobs, and, right. and they can definitely, um, you know, benefit from, this class well, well everybody has that first job and usually it's not the big pay right away but you know they've got potential and, yeah. and if you help them buy right then they're going to have a great future mm-hmm. all right tell you what let's do our usual break and uh, have more show to come if you have a real estate question by all means call it in or text it in the phone number is 651-989-9226 text number in the meantime is 81807 and welcome back to our real estate show around every Saturday here on CCO in the 10 o'clock hour, always welcoming your phone calls or text messages related to uh, real estate. All right, Chris and Andy, we've got uh, some special guests yeah. again uh, in studio. Where do we go from here? Well, we had a text that came in, John, that actually asked, when is your class and, and what is there any costs or how do they sign up? Yeah, it's uh, it's $50 for every class. Um, it's usually, you know, and it's seven to eight hours. So it's a, it's a full day that you have to take off because it, it – it, like I said, it runs the whole gamut of the process, um, and, and they provide lunch and, and soda and water mm. and things like that. So it makes it really nice and comfortable and enjoyable. Um, but uh, you can go on to caphennepin.org um, and to register for, for the class, and, uh, or you can go to homestretch at caphennepin.org, and the class is called the Homestretch home Workshop. Um, the ones that I will be uh, doing and teaching mm-hmm. is going to be the English one is going to be on Wednesday, March 20th from 5.15 p.m. to 
8.15 p.m. at the Minnetonka Community Center off of Minnetonka Boulevard. So, you know, in the uh, – Right Hall off 494 in Minnetonka yeah, Boulevard. Yeah, yep, yep, yep and, and Williston Road right there. Um, and then the one that I'm doing in Spanish will be May 3rd, um, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., and that's at the Bloomington Performing Arts Center and Rehearsal Hall off of West Old Shakopee Road. Nice. Um, otherwise, you can reach me at uh, John Lopez, preferredhometeam.com or facebook.com slash the Lopez team. I'm also on Instagram <laughs> at John Lopez Realtor, um, and I can give you all the information. Can we get you your need. home phone number, John? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got my address. <laughs> And this tally works with Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll up I spend my summers in Hopkins. I am in New York. And, you know, I'm uh, That's funny. All right. We got, uh, we got a text question here, and uh, it states that, is it true that VA loans will refinance 100% loan to value plus be able to borrow some cash on top of that for, like, home repairs or new windows? For well, let's go back to purchase. So when you purchase, you can finance energy efficiency improvements on top of your purchase. Um, How about refinance it? Refinancing just changed with VA here just a couple weeks ago. There's some new restrictions. I've only done one little uh, um, one little training of it and stuff, but they, they changed a lot. Um, where there's a lot more. A lot more restrictions when you go over 90% of the value of the house. So um, that question that a text is perfect for a purchase to be able to, you know, buy a house. Maybe the windows aren't all that great. The furnace isn't all that great. You can get some energy efficient improvements. But the refi thing is it's a little bit different. I don't want to I don't want to give inaccurate information about the refinance. You know, we were talking about multiple offers and sometimes on that first time home buyer part. And uh, one of the things that scares people is the whole appraisal. Thing, but now they're coming back again. Now I, I just had two listings that said, "Oh, we don't need an appraisal," and yeah. I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. With conventional mortgages, like over the last couple of years, um, every single appraisal that every single lender does for conventional mortgages goes into this database at at, at Fannie Mae, and so everything is being analyzed by this uh, computer program, and it's understanding addresses, it's understanding values. And um, you got a you know a good borrower with strong credit and good debt to income ratios and you know probably twenty percent down. I mean you're going to get waivers on appraisals um, as long as the price is within the model that that computer model is seeing. Yeah, so it's, it's typically with more down and in an area that they see that's appreciating based on. It's really appreciating, but there's enough data in the neighborhood that it's confident that the value that's submitted it's. There shouldn't be any issues with the value. Is that done by the the investor behind the scenes for the servicer? Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all Fannie Mae, so right. it's it's way behind the scenes. So it does like like I was saying, like every single appraisal from mm-hmm. every single lender that does a conventional loan, those all get in a database. All the comps are analyzed that mm-hmm. are used in the appraisal. So the systems are getting more smarter on what the estimated well, value is based upon the address that's they, submitted. They do have a fantasy that someday they'll be able to look at any address and tell you what it's really worth. And then having this like national database of values that they can, you know, kind of say, okay, you're at the top of the value. You're at the bottom of the value for wh- what we think is a fair or safe investment based on what you're putting down. And it, it kind of makes sense, but you know, with these markets that go crazy fast up or crazy fast down, that's what they fear. Mm-hmm. You know, they want the easy three to 4% appreciation a year is what they'd like to see, but. That's a perfect yeah. world, but I mean, it's been nice. I haven't, I haven't seen a tremendous amount of these appraisal waivers, but there's, you know, there's been 
you know, I've seen quite a few of them, had a few of them for some of my clients. But, uh, you know, we've been sometimes loan officers forget to look at that spot because they're so, you know, they've been such tunnel driven to, you know, order an appraisal. And now you got to actually look at your automated underwriting report to see if you can, uh, you know, it's nice. Save, save a client, you know, almost 500 bucks. Yeah, no kidding. Another text question. For people just out of college, are FHA or 0% down mortgages a good idea? Yeah. Yeah, of course it's, there sometimes are. Sometimes it's the only way to get into a home. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and FHA isn't a zero down program. FHA is, a, you know, three and a half percent down program. But you can use that in connection with uh, various down payment assistance programs. So where you can, you know, get in with like a th- little as thousand dollars out of pocket if you structure it right and stuff. So or oh. gifts if you want parents want to help you out. Gifts. What yep. can what can they actually on an FHA mortgage? You have three and a half percent down plus you got closing costs. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you can obviously ask the seller to pay those closing costs, but what? How much gift could your parent give you? Hundred percent of it. So you don't. You really, as a kid coming out of college, maybe get a new job, sixty thousand dollars a year. Maybe you don't have much debt, but you don't have much uh, money. Your parents can give you all the money yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the, it, years ago, there used to be a rule where the first five percent had to be your own funds, and the the rest could be gifted. And this was in the conventional market, and unless it was twenty percent, but Everything's changed uh, over the last few years, and, and as long as you're not doing jumbo financing, I mean, the entire money can be gifted and essentially any loan program hmm. these days. Andy, every week we when we leave here, we run into Dara, uh, and yeah. we've been we've been talking for a while about um, kind of combining our shows. She's actually going to come on next segment, and we're going to stay after one for her and kind of uh, ask some interesting questions. Like, can we get discounts at her favorite restaurants? Exactly. Get us in. I want to see how good Buffalo Wild Wings is because I'm trying to get her to do that. In the meantime, we'll take a break. We have another half hour of the show to go, so stay with us. And we're back at it, second portion, second half hour of our real estate show. If you have a real estate question, 651-989-9226. Text. In the meantime, 81807. Chris and Andy, we have a full studio today. It, yeah. I know we do. I know. And we're uh, we're getting someone in here that doesn't usually come in until about 1108. Hello. We'll... Hello. It's Tara here. <laughs> Tara. <laughs> Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine and all the food questions. I put out on my Facebook the thing that we've been talking about, which is, does a restaurant near the house influence your home buying decision? Like, hmm. would you buy a house that isn't in walking distance to a good either restaurant or grocery store. And then on my show later, we'll do the kitchen talk. Like, what is a kitchen deal breaker slash deal maker for you? We'll talk about that during my show. But, you know, because I know someone who won't move because, oh, well, her husband won't move because he built this amazing pizza oven. And then that's it. And so they had to literally like add a room onto the <laughs> to house to stay. I because support he build around live. a pizza oven. Yeah, exactly. He's our kind of guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, but the is restaurant. Is that Andy? Is his name Andy? <laughs> I, I mean, it's a labor of love. A brick pizza oven, oh, yeah, a hardwood. It takes forever to get up to temperature, but, you know, mwah, it is It's a funny. You're, you're talking about that. I've got a client that's doing uh, a renovation of their house, and they have, like, it's, I mean, it's perfect. Everything's in place to be able to do that brick oven. But what what constitutes? Um, how, how do you even make it or use it? 
I mean, because oh, you... they've got all the brick. It's an actual fireplace in the kitchen. There's websites all about this. Yeah. It, you know, it's a it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a lifestyle to have that backyard thing because you know you only get it for in Minnesota, only get it for six months or so. But let's talk about the restaurant thing because I put this yeah. question out on Facebook, and I am. You know, Dara Gramdahl on Facebook. And people, I've got like 30 comments at this point. And here's the main thing that I heard. People moving here from out of state. So you're already like a grown up. You got your life going on. They came, they only looked at places that were near, that are walking distance to decent restaurants. And so the South Minneapolis Linden Hills crowd is out in force. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of obvious cuz you're coming in with New York money and so then you can get you can buy into Linden Hills quite easily. But one uh neighborhood that came up Shoreview off Lexington and 694 mm-hmm. because uh Trader Joe's and Cub are nearby, Dunn Brothers, Nutmeg Brew House, Orchid Vietnamese, and then you can just drop down Lexington and then you've got the whole Frogtown universe. So I didn't think about Shoreview as like a prime restaurant neighborhood, but well, perfect. I think what you're what you're getting at too is exactly right. And Andy and I were talking yeah. about this before. Is that it's not just the restaurants that are involved; it's all the other things. It's the Trader Joe's, it's the the shopping, it's the the you workout, know, yeah, the spot. workout facilities yep. and things like that. Coffee shops, yeah, and obviously that definitely correlates to. Uh, Market values as well that that go does up. it. So let's talk yeah. about that. I sent you. You wanted to know a couple of neighborhoods that I was curious about. That with the restaurants, what did you? So I sent you. I think it was Linden Hills Northeast is a great example of a neighborhood that has transformed in the last decade. Totally. Didn't have a lot of restaurants. Now it does. Uh, did that do anything to real estate values? <laughs> yeah, completely. I mean, you even talk about Northeast. I mean, um, with multifamilies. You know, and where people are coming in and buying, I mean, like duplexes alone, which are almost non-existent. You can't get them because they're mm-hmm. not on the market. But uh, people just trying to get into those areas, living on one side, renting out the other one. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, too, that the, the con- what you just said there for me that strikes a key is, is lifestyle. So you have certain buyers that do say, hey, we only have one car for two people. We don't want to have two cars. We want to be able to walk to pick things up, bring the kids to daycare, whatever it is. And so they're looking for that. Like we used to use that uh, app walk score where it actually would take your location. It actually scores the area based on all the amenities that are walking distance based on what are, is important to you. That That's a different buyer than the buyer that says, Hey, like a few years ago, we were up in uh, the Blaine market where I've had my brokerage up or the, I've been part of a brokerage up there for years. And I had people that would go up there to live on the TPC golf course or in the lakes. And they'd go, you know, the only thing holding us back is where do we go to dinner? They go, we're going to have to go downtown from up way up here in Blaine to find dinner. Well, now Blaine is morphed into more of a suburb with lots of fancy restaurants and places to go. So there's a lot of um, – which has solved that kind of concern of a lot of people. But it, it's a different lifestyle. It's like, do you want more space? Do you want more of a lifestyle? Do you want – you know, so each neighborhood is different. Yeah, I did get a, a, a comment on my Facebook from somebody who said, I you know, found some piece of land and I saw you know, an osprey come in and land of the lake and anything cool. that sold it uh, for him. And then he said, anything else I can uh, you know, do myself or bring in. And that's a that's a lifestyle as well. You know, the the far away and cook a lot like that's a thing. So but think about what he's saying there. And Chris, you and I just talked about this before the show, too. They were saying, like, for example, if you were going to buy the cabin up north. There are buyers at shop cabins looking for that tranquility, 
And then there's the other one that says, hey, I want to get up there at 5 o'clock, jump on the pontoon, and go to the local you know, bar-side restaurant and have fun with my friends. Oh, that's right. I asked you, you about yeah. Niswa. Let's talk yeah. Niswa. That's the – because from my restaurant critic perspective – this was the restaurant cabin town, right? And yeah. so does that do anything to the values? Yeah. Well, let me let me, let me I want to say something about that. But Niswa, so why 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 do you deem it that? Oh, because it's got the, you know, the Is Grand it- View complex that has those three restaurants, then it's got oh, Sorba the Greeks, it's mm-hmm. got the um Oh, Manhattan Beach Club, some of those and... other ones up there too are fantastic. I mean, yeah, and I think that makes those the whole lake er- lakes area, Moonlight I mean, Bay, thrive. I mean, because yeah. that's where people. Uh, who do we get that works up there? Uh, the, well, we've got Pig up Pedig, there, Mark yeah. Pig, and we've got uh, Brent Anderson, our two guys that we've had on the show before, and they specialize right in the heart of that area. And they say that their buyers, like for an example, like this time of year, they'll say, "Hey, let's go out looking at houses." They they put out snowmobiles and they'll take them snowmobiling from place to place. And then they stop at those bar side, um, you know, or lakeside restaurants and bars, and they, they sell the lifestyle. And that's really what in, in those communities is being sold. So for what turns somebody else on with snowmobiles and, and restaurants might turn somebody else off. And then we go a little farther out, maybe you go to 50 lakes or something where you can get a quieter, you know. Well, let's talk about that pricing then. So a Tranquility Lake versus a restaurant or lakes with restaurants and activities going on, you're getting the, the values are way up. Day. On, oh really? Which lifestyle. is the which is the higher the lot going on or the with tranquility? Lot going on. Yeah, with the restaurants. That's yep. uh, I would think, yep. <laughs> but that's yeah. just me. That's my that's what well, I like that's, to and do. And that's what those restaurants probably need too, because if you have a bunch of people that don't want to spend money on your lake, it doesn't help you. You know, you get the people that come up there and actually want to invest, and they they don't want to bring groceries. They want to go up and have a nice dinner at their favorite restaurants two times, and then head home on Sunday. And yeah. I see that a lot. Of I did get one message on Facebook from somebody who lives in Northfield, and they said that they would actually, they've actually talked about leaving Northfield because there's no restaurants. And that's a perfect example of culture, right? What's a Northfield culture? You cook, you stay in, you have a nice kitchen, and you don't leave uh, Friday night, you don't leave Saturday night or Thursday night. And so they just can't, you know, I used to live down there when I was in college. They cannot support restaurants. Because people don't go to them, not because they don't have the you money. Ro- you need rooftops. I mean, that's one of the things we talk about quite a bit. Like in Blaine, that was the same thing. They didn't have enough rooftops to support the the commercial. And so, as develop you know developments happen, it's usually they follow the people, and then they also will follow demographics. Like if they have little pockets of areas where there's concentrations of whatever they're looking for, and and then they'll focus. on I've those seen areas. kind of like on the on the big restaurants, you know, the bigger chains and stuff like that, and maybe kind of a, a Lakeville or a, or a Plymouth. You know, they have a lot of those, but kind of these trendy little spots. They're, the big restaurants are usually together and grouped together. So if you're one's too busy, you go to the next one. But the trendy ones are usually kind of a little more set off unless you're downtown Wyzetta or downtown Excelsior. Oh, they don't have the but, capital. That's what makes So they're looking mm-hmm. for the for the undervalued real estate. Okay. You, you know, so it. that's what I've seen in my in the last decade. Southwest Minneapolis used to have no restaurants. You know, the farther kind of Edina adjacent, south of 40th Street. Now that you can't find a commercial space in there, they've all every little thing has been plucked up and turned into something. Cool. Where's the next trendy area? What's going to happen for as far as restaurants and stuff go? Because then we're going to start putting people in there, right, Andy? <laughs> yes. Prior oh, to the boom. I would was, I would say maybe Richfield and north north of Richfield, that part of the city, so that kind mm-hmm. of center center north. What do you call that? That 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 yeah. the southmost part of Minneapolis, and then. Yeah. 
Um, Your probably, Tangle Towns and the... They're going to have to mess with the 5-8 club, though. Yeah, right. Yep, I think everything <laughs> everything on the kind of probably western St. Paul, maybe the, the Falcon Heights, not like West St. Paul by riverboat navigation, but, you know, just yeah. uh, that kind of central part of town, I would I would tend to guess those places. Hmm. All right, I tell you what, let's take a little bit of a break here. We have more show to come. If you want to call in your real estate question, 651-989-9226. Text, of course, 81807. 32 degrees in the Twin Cities. We're in the midst of our real estate show. Your calls and text messages, as I've said before, always welcome. We have uh, lines open. We have text. Uh, we have a bunch of good text messages. I know we do. So you guys, what do you want to do next? Let's do some of those text messages. All right. Good um, idea. Um, yeah, we, we moved Dara yeah. back to the green room. So uh, right. Or Dara, sorry. And then uh, we're going to actually go on, I think, the first segment of her show and uh, mm. kind of talk about some stuff. But uh, one comment here was they moved from Win- Minnetonka to Waverly. A lovely farm, but no restaurants, no grocery stores, no big housing developments, nothing to do except watch the corn grow. <laughs> and I bet you she got a really good value on her farm out there. Well, it's not a bad thing to do, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, there was uh, – how do you think dining in Alexandria affects home prices? Oh, I mean, big Alexandria time. is really good. Oh, totally developed up there. I mean, there's whatever kind of food you want, there's – Every kind of restaurant, there's hospital, there's good industry up there. Alexandria is a hotbed for – that's why I think it's probably one of the top, you know, three, um, you know, markets outside the Twin Cities because of that. So yeah, That's really good. All right. When selling a house with no mortgage, so th- they have the house and they don't have a mortgage on it, what are ways to finance a new home until you receive money when your house finally sells? There's a lot of ways in which to do that. Yeah, yeah bridge loan. A bridge, or, lo- uh, bridge loan, line of credit. So you can actually borrow against the equity that you borrow have. Borrow against the equity on the house that's owned free and clear to pay reverse cash for, purchase. for the next house. A, a reverse for purchase, reverse mortgage, yep. And what about um, – so how does a bridge loan work? Um, well, it's kind of like any other. Well, it's basically you get like a essentially a line of credit more or less than and on your house. So if you got a house that's worth 500000 you can probably borrow at least four hundred. And um, basically, it's a one-year. Typically, it's a one-year line of credit. Um, you do have to pay a lot of the fees that are in connection with the loan, and you just, you know, close on it, and then you have four hundred thousand minus whatever fees or whatever to go pay cash for something. I would say if you have a if you have a house that doesn't have a loan on it, you're in a real good position. Yeah, I'll tell I you was, that because I had a nice smile when I heard him say yeah. uh, no mortgage. I was like, that's that's good dream, for, <laughs> good for them too. That's uh, there's fantastic. a lot of those in the Twin Cities. So I know I remember the stat exactly, but we have one of the highest free and clear homeownership rates in the country. Really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Travis Whitford has has been here. Um, Travis at MN Home Loans. Travis, MN Loans. MNLoans.com. It's only been five years, Chris. I know. uh... know. Well, he he only got that website a couple years ago. You're right. You are correct. Yeah. John Lopez, Remax Advantage Plus. Um, Why don't tell us again? I mean, you're doing a a first time home buyer, uh, you're teaching a class, one in English and one in Spanish. Yep. yep. Um, And that's with. uh, Community community action partnerships of Hennepin County. In Hennepin County, yep. yeah. And yep. you guys are so. There's one on March 20th. Yep, that's the one I'm doing in English in Minnetonka, and then the one in Spanish in Bloomington on May 3rd. Okay. And so, uh, how would they get a hold of you to do that? Uh, obviously, you can yeah. go to our Facebook page, and we can lead you that way. But uh, how about an e- e- email? An email is uh, um, John at the Lopez Team dot com. Okay. 
Good. Yeah, Travis. Yeah, for uh, the listeners out there, if they have people that they know or uh, clients that would prefer to speak uh, Spanish for their loan transaction, um, my uh, my number one loan officer, Quentin Jacobson, uh, he's the number one Latino loan officer in um, in Minnesota. He's uh, top 250 in the nation, but he and his entire team are fluent in Spanish. So a lot of clients uh, like the ability to, to, to speak Spanish. We actually had on, on a, a, a listing side, we had a 20-acre farm and that he had a that, Spanish customer that, I mean, didn't speak any English and uh, yeah. it was smooth as silk and got done. I just wanted to make a correction on uh, my email. Um, <laughs> just realized that there's two ways to spell John. So it's J-O-N um, at the com. Well, and John, you know, talk about that a little bit too. So in Spanish, sometimes some of the words that are said, like I know the word like mortgage, for an example, it's, it's a harder translation because there's not necessarily an exact replicable, you know, uh, word for that in, in the, the language. Yeah, um, it, it can be, it could definitely be challenging. I definitely have to do my homework. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm obviously Spanish is my first language, but my vocabulary is a lot more extensive in English that is in Spanish because yeah. I grew up here and I went to school here and all that. Um, so it's, it's definitely challenging. I mean, it's not just as easy as just, you know, thinking of one word and then, you know, just thinking of how to say it in English or in Spanish. It, it's, uh, it definitely switches around. Well, I, I imagine going to another country, you guys, and you, you want to actually purchase a piece of property in that country and you'd be able to, you know, hear it in a language that you understand the best. And even if you can, you know, talk bilingually or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's, I think sometimes just hearing it makes you more comfortable. Yeah. And the, relaxed. I, the, yeah. The first Spanish class that I did, I didn't necessarily realize how difficult that was going to be. And so, you know, the ones after that, I definitely did my homework more on so I could sound a little bit more intelligent instead of, you know, kind of flubbing. But I'm, I'm bilingual in German. Yeah. yeah, I bet. In numbers, up to 10. <laughs> so I could do that. I, 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 I got to say, hola. Hola. <laughs> hola. We, that's not German. No. Uh, we live in a house that was built in 1937. They've, we've remodeled all the rooms. We only have a kitchen dining room left. As we look at remodeling these rooms and taking out a wall between the two rooms, flooring in the current dining room is hardwood. And the kitchen has tile with some carpet on it. Our question is, what's better for resale? Put an additional hardwood floor connecting the dining room through the kitchen, or is putting something else down between these two rooms better? I think 100% that you uh, finger joint new hardwood floors into there. Yeah. And because uh, it'll just make that room look bigger. Anytime you have transitions from carpet to a different one to a different one, it, it makes your house look smaller. I can't imagine carpet in a kitchen. That'd have to be a nightmare to keep clean, too. So I'd, I definitely would go to the hardwood. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, and I know we got we got some more uh, 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 restaurant questions, but I think we'll answer those in the next the next segment. But uh, hey, what are you guys going to all do about uh, the parade today? I mean, that goes until six o'clock, and we get well, we get a little storm here. As of right now, the parade of homes is open, so they uh, you know come on out. Um, obviously, be very careful. Tomorrow will be a better day, um, I believe, later in the day. So, um, but yeah, so today we're going to be open as long as we can. I think there everybody's on standby to see. If the roads or something becomes unsafe, the, the thing that I worry about for my agents is I don't want the agents to be out in the models, and then the, the horrible weather hits us and they're stuck. And so I think that what they'll do is if there's some kind of a uh, – but I, I doubt it. I've never seen it called off ever. I've seen your fancy new little snowblower. You can get out there and, and, 
and clean that up. You, but you it have is, no idea how this snow coming gets me excited. I'm yeah. at, it's like going on vacation or Christmas morning. It's like new snow. And How about parking at the models now? I mean, yeah. with all the snow that's piling up, I mean, makes the streets all skinnier. And, it kind of reminds me of sometimes of the streets in Minneapolis when, you know, you've got everybody parked on both sides and you have to, like, take turns crossing. It's the same thing on these suburban streets because a lot of the snow – is they're so nervous with these plows about hitting the uh, – they only have a first layer of tar now, and they don't have the top layer. So there's – you know, the, the manholes are sticking up and the curbs are sticking up. They don't want to wreck anything. So they very gently plow the snow in that area. So sometimes it's two, three feet, four feet in from the totally. curb where the snow yeah. is sitting. So Yeah. Uh, Travis, um, you'll certainly help out first-time home buyers. Yes. Is there a website that they can go to? TravisMNLoans.com. <laughs> that's not a website. That's an email. Is there a website? You spell Travis with a, a T, everybody. Oh, it is a website. <laughs> Travis with no H. Oh, my God. That, now, that whole restaurant thing threw me off. John Lopez, in under, under 10 seconds, can you give us your contact information? Oh, I, you know I can. Uh, John Lopez, J-O-N, PreferredHomeTeam.com, Facebook.com slash Lopez Team. Instagram at John Lopez Realtor. Does that make it 10 seconds? It's a, good, uh, it's a great class in, in which to be able to do in uh, both central locations, being in Minnetonka and Bloomington. And last but not least, how do we get a hold of Chris and Andy? Well, you can email me, Andy, at Prasky.com. And then um, if you have any questions on anything you heard on the show today, I'll make sure to put you in touch with these gentlemen here. And, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. You can usually find me at Buffalo Wild Wings about six <laughs> days a week and uh, all around the metro area or go to chrisrudy.com. Thank you guys for the birthday cake. It's appreciated. Thanks very much. We're going to have another show next week uh, in the 10 o'clock hour. So I hope you join us then with your uh, real estate type of questions. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.